So before we jump into our usual fun-filled silliness, as it is the day after a national day of mourning, it's probably just a good time to say that regardless of whether you're a monarchist or not, Queen Elizabeth was quite a large impact on the country and the world as a whole, and it will be a slightly strange place without her. It will indeed. R.I.P. Queen Lizzie. Absolutely. R.I.P. Queen Lizzie. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Expresso Babe. I'm Lee and joining me as ever this week is Expresso Babe's own Tinderella, it's Callum. <laughs> I wasn't as brutal as last week's shutdown. No, last, but last week's was much harsher. I rate that, I rate that. <laughs> so how have you been, sir? I've actually been very good. Finally paid off all my debts. Yes, yes, you, you came clean to your famalands. I did, and also... My shiny debt has been cleared after two years on Pokemon Go. Oh, I thought you were talking about the money. Uh, we, we already discussed that last week. Did we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I've been good. Other than that, I haven't been doing much. Bit sore from all the gym that I've been doing, but that's good. What about you, sir? Oh, not too bad. A bit sore from all the working I've been doing. But aside from that, I can't complain too much. I've been doing some reading, though, which I thought was rather interesting. It's not funny, I will admit, but I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like uh, cheerful, feel-good stuff when it starts with it, because I've been reading about rabies. <laughs> and why were you reading about rabies, Why sir? would you not read about rabies? I start reading something and I just get... I go deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> are you laughing at rabbit hole? Just deeper and deeper. <laughs> For Christ's sakes. <sighs> and but it's been really interesting. So, yeah, have you heard of the Milwaukee Protocol? No, I've heard of Milwaukee. Yes, Milwaukee is a place, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you got that far. So the Milwaukee Protocol was the first incidence of someone surviving rabies um, documented okay. ha after having displayed symptoms. Yeah. Because as you probably know, and as our listeners probably know, once you've got rabies, general rule of thumb, that's kind of it. You, you turn into a foaming mad yeah. bastard and then you die. Not an awful lot of fun for anybody. Wait, but that's me, but I don't have rabies. You're, you're just a foaming mad bastard, mate. It's got yeah. nothing to do with viruses. <laughs> The Milwaukee Protocol happened to a lady by the name of Gianna Geese, Geis, don't know, don't quite Geis. know how she pronounces her name, who was bitten by a bat. Her mum didn't realise she was meant to get her vaccinated. Not good times. Yeah. Um, she was taken to Milwaukee, obviously, a child's hospital, and they, they gave her large amounts of ketamine, <laughs> which, I mean, a lot of people pay a lot of money for. They so, do. you know. <laughs> so all it takes to get bitten by a bat and get this sort of treatment. And midazepam to complement the ketamine and reduce the hallucinations it causes. It's basically put her in a chemically induced coma yeah. for a couple of weeks and pumped her full of antivirals and she survived the rabies. She's now sitting in a lab, isn't she? No, 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 no. No, she's not sitting in a lab. She's living a normal life. Ah, okay. She did Good. suffer some brain damage as a result, as a result of rabies because what it does is it goes up your, up your spine into your brain. Bad times for everyone. Yeah. That's basically why it doesn't get killed by your immune system as well because your immune system is designed to not attack your brain. If yeah. your brain gets attacked, bad things all round. Amongst other things. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no pathologist. Anyway, she had to relearn to walk and talk and still has issues of balance and speech, but she was the first documented survivor of rabies. And the Milwaukee Protocol has since saved five, five other people, the 36 that tried it on. So it's still a, still a high death rate, let's face it, yeah. not fun times. But six out of 36 is much higher than zero out of 36. It is indeed, sir. What I found really interesting after this, though, was that they've actually done some testing in Peru. They haven't just stolen people and tested on them. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> no, they did blood tests. Okay. 
And of the 63 people tested, seven people had antibodies for rabies. Which means they've been infected with it. Yeah. And survived survived it. Only one of those had had the rabies vaccine. So that was just natural. So there is a suggestion that outside of um, civilization, there are documented cases of people surviving rabies anyway. Yeah. Which would make sense because in dogs, it's there's a 14% survival rate. Yeah. Bats can carry it and not die at all, but bats are a bit weird. They have they have very they're very strange things. Bats. You turn into one. Of them, I'm not you? a vampire. <laughs> uh, okay, that's pretty interesting. I thought it was really interesting, so I'm I'm curious to see where this goes next and whether or not rabies actually becomes a treatable disease because it's a ghastly thing that affects a lot of people across the world. We are very very lucky in England that we don't have it here. Yeah. Partially because we killed everything, which is not great, but <laughs> we don't have it here. And yeah, I'm just really excited to see where this goes next. Anyway, I've chatted everyone's ears off enough, and I think we'd best get on to last week's riddles, Callum. I did have a fun fact for you. Oh, okay. Give me a fun fact first. Did you know, in 1962, World War Three was nearly started by a black grizzly bear? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're going to have to explain this one. Well, it was a, a American military base, and at the time, they had, like, each, like, country had their own special forces. So, yes. like, Russia had Spetnaz. I mean, they mostly still do. And they had, like, um, they would basically go into compounds and try and mess with their nuclear things. So they Spetnaz was. Yeah. So or they, the special forces yeah, in general. So they couldn't, like, use them. Yeah, this was Cold War era. So right? this was at yeah. night time. A bear had climbed the fence, <laughs> and one of the guards in the um, compound obviously saw it. <laughs> And shot at it. But when you fire in these military bases, it sets off an alarm. Right. Which then also triggers in other bases that are like... So these alarms have gone off and it was basically a nuclear threat worn out. So they sent out fighter jets armed with... Over a bear. Bombs. Luckily, the planes didn't take off and launch a nuclear strike. So they nearly nuked Russia over a bear. Yeah. That is brilliant. <laughs> And I did not lie, I got this fact off someone on Tinder. It was in their bio. You didn't? It was in their bio. It's like, my my most fun fact is a bear nearly started World War III in 1962, and I had to Google it because I thought it was a lie. That's amazing. <laughs> so you got that fact off of Tinder. I never yeah. thought that would be your source, but you know what? That is absolutely brilliant. It made me laugh. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that, Cal. That's all right. And, and that's my... I never normally have that sort of stuff. No, so. I like a fun fact. Fun fact is good. Anyway... Riddle time, because you were very salty about last week's riddle. I was. Because we had someone get it during the live. We did. After you'd given your guess. Your yes. guess was... Uh, riverbed. Ri- a riverbed, yeah. For, for our listeners or people who missed last week's episode, the riddling question was, I can be quick, I, I may be quick and then I'm deadly, I am a bone shell and stone medley. If I were a man, I'd make people dream... Gathering my millions by lake, sea, and stream. Yes. Wow, I'm amazed I managed to remember yeah. that. That's a, that's, a, that's a wordy one. That is, it's a tongue twister. And Nathan, who was watching us live last week, got it after you'd guessed Riverbed. Do you know what the sad thing was? As soon as he said it, I was like, it makes sense. It does make sense. It makes total sense. The answer was sand. It was indeed. The answer was sand. And I got it wrong. You got it wrong, yeah. Now, I got yours even more wrong. Well, you didn't have an answer, but I made I you give have, one. I didn't have an answer, and you threatened to take a pity point for me not having an answer, so I shouted camel at you. You did shout camel. <laughs> and my, my riddle was, I can be a member of a group, but I can never blend in. Yes. What am I? 
I still have no idea. An individual. Oh. Shocking. I hate it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was last week's riddles. Congratulations, Nathan. For... No, actually, technically, it was Nathan's wife who got it right. He just stole her answer, didn't he? <laughs> that is true, apparently. Just for those of you who don't know how we know that, his wife, who was also apparently listening in, then also joined the live chat so she could tell us that she'd got it right and Nathan had just stolen her answer. <laughs> so thank you to both of you. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Thank yeah, you for reminding me. Right. I love the pettiness of that. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he did not get it. I got it. He gets no credit. <laughs> brilliant. So my riddle to you, Mr. Callum. Yes. It's in the church, but not in the steeple. It's in the pastor, but not in the people. It's in the oyster, but not in the shell. It's in the clapper, but not in the bell. Why do you always come up with these intricate riddles? One more time, please. <laughs> I like the ones that rhyme. They sound good. Sure. It's in the church, but not in the steeple. It's in the pastor, but not in the people. It's in the oyster, but not in the shell. It's in the clapper, but not in the bell. Okay, I'll give my answer at the end of the episode. You ever think, Cal? Um, All I've remembered from that is pastor, bell and clapper. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, would you like to share your riddle with me, Mr. Callum? Yes. My one is another simple one, because I like the simple ones, because then I can remember them for when I record them. <laughs> Light as a feather, but no man can hold me long. What am I? Ooh, I think I know this one. Mm. I think I know this one. I think you might know this one. Mm. So before we go into what's going on, this might be a long episode today. We've already gotten very excited. We have. We've um, had two, two, fun, two fun facts. Absolutely. Fun so facts. Yeah. Anyway. I need to give you a hypothetical, Carol. You do need to give me a hypothetical. And because we've already... I thought I might be a bit kind today. Yeah. Just a little bit. And go with something we've already been talking about today, not right this second. Okay, yeah. Not bears and nuclear, not nuclear bears or anything like that. <laughs> so, Chernobyl would be an interesting one, actually. Anyway, I digress. Should we encounter aliens Ooh. on our space? So, should humanity expand outside the solar system and encounter aliens? How do you think it could go, and what do you think we would find? Now, just to be cl to clarify, I'm not specifically saying I think we'll find intelligent life. This hypothetical means intelligent life. Yeah. It just means life. So, what you think that means is up to you. However... As is our system, because I've thrown the question at you, and therefore I've had a little bit more time to talk about it, I'd better give my answer first. Yes. So, as we've kind of already discussed today, Callum, mm -hmm. firstly, well, firstly, actually, we haven't discussed this bit, but there have been, doc there's pretty much been documented evidence of bacteria coming in through the atmosphere. Yeah. I'm not going to count them. No. So I don't count them. Technically, they would be aliens if they're coming into the atmosphere. I'm going to ignore them. They don't count. For the sake of my answer, anyway, you can count them if you want. No. As we have kind of discussed earlier, I subscribed to the Dark Forest Theory. You did, mm. yes. That's that's not who I've subscribed to. <laughs> the Dark Forest Theory. <laughs> we already got an answer to your riddle. <laughs> so to those of you not so listening, Cecilia has already answered Callum's riddle with breath. That's an interesting answer. I'll be giving my answer at the end of the show. <laughs> I may or may not be answering the same. <laughs> Thank you very much for getting involved. Anyway, my hypothetical. So I think... So I subscribe to the Dark Forest Theory, which is that every planet and every alien race would hypothetically pose an existential threat to the other. 
Yeah. Because the easiest way to stay alive with such vast distances between is to act to attack swiftly and attack without chance of repercussion to and wipe out the others. First. And attack first. Therefore, I think statistically the chances of there not being intelligent life out there already, con considering the fact that there is some here in the universe is so incredibly vast, is uh, unlikely. Yeah. The chance of it being more sophisticated, less sophisticated than us is probably also unlikely. Yeah. So I think every civilization out there is probably being very deliberately quiet, and should we encounter them, it would probably go quite badly. For one of them. For, well, for us, probably. Yeah. That being said, if there is life out there, hopefully it's friendly. We've got them as guardians out there, mate. Swinging Those their as guardians, Callum. Swinging their hangers? Swinging their hammers? <laughs> Just oh. hmm. So, I've given my answer. You have. Would you like me to? Well, we both watched the same video. No, but that's just my, what I think. Okay. There are many theories out there. I want to know what you think. Well, I think you can't completely overrule there being other life out there. But I feel like, why probe what you don't know? We've obviously sent out signals yes, out into space. Signals. And they've obviously disappeared over time. Yes. But why would you encourage anything? It's like... I'm going to compare it to like Ouija boards and all that, sort of like ghosts and that. Okay. I don't personally believe in them, but if there's a slight chance I did something that would bring back a demon that would haunt me, I would not do it. I would stay away from it. I would shut that door and burn it down. The door? And I just, I wouldn't even <laughs> burn the whole room down. But I just wouldn't touch it. Because there's a, there's a lot of unknowns you've got to deal with. And it's like you said, there could be another peaceful organisation. Peaceful civilization. <laughs> out there but if you look at when we started we weren't no well we're still not really no but I mean well Russia's definitely not we spend our, most of our time shooting each other for Christ's yeah. sakes but well, it's like it's like you don't know how the other say aliens or other people are going to react so to you, seeing someone else you're saying also hypothetically you think if we found alien life it would be intelligent because that is a part of the question sir I uh, said what do you oh, think we'd find um well that's a very tricky well, that's what I mean, I'm asking. I reckon, I reckon, yes, there will be more intelligent life, and there will also be dumber life, as it were. You or... can meet your, you can finally meet your soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> uh, at least I've got a soul filler. <laughs> wow. Damn, that was uncalled for. Oh yeah, you started it. But yeah, in regards to that, I think there is more intelligent life out there. But I don't feel like we should be probing anything at all. I think we should just be quiet. A lot of people should take that advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no probing. Yeah. I think we should just stick to what we're doing. Don't go adventuring like you don't know. Because who knows what you could do. You meet someone. They come. Oh, yeah. Let, let's follow them back. And blow up a planet with some Death Star ray or something. <laughs> so <laughs> Callum's answer is he's worried we'll meet Darth Vader. <laughs> Pretty much. You don't know, do you? Okay. That was fun. Anyway, we'd best move on to what's going on before we get totally bogged down. That was a fun hypothetical. Sir. That was a fun hypothetical. I hope you, uh, you've got you've got something to match up to next week. I have, yes. Would you like to kick us off with what's going on, or shall I? Do you know what? I started last time, so if you want to start, you can. Okay, in which case, I'd better kick us off this week. Well, Those of you who haven't listened to, the, to our episodes before, what's going on is news stories that we find particularly zany, weird, or baffling. We don't know what's going on, and we're not convinced the people writing the news stories do either. No. So, woman perplexed as date sends invoice of £29 for wasted time. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is awful or genius, but as I got through the news story, I kind of made my mind up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. 
This is Fiona Hope, who went out on a date with a man. It wasn't particularly good. She felt no romantic attraction at all. Yeah. Uh, let him know via text after the, like after they'd both gone home. Um, his response wasn't along the lines of, okay, fair enough. It was to send her a £29 invoice for the date <laughs> uh, under the title of uh, unsuccessful date with a due date of ASAP. Um, <laughs> which... Did she pay, though? No. <laughs> uh... And to be fair, if it was one of these women who went round basically getting guys to take her out so she didn't bother having to pay for meals yeah. with no interest in seeing them again yeah, that's I'd kind of be in his corner yeah the issue is she offered to pay for the, she offered to pay on the date yeah and he refused that's because, his own fault then because just because it didn't go anywhere she some, some yeah some guys are like that mm. I kind of you know you know if he wants to pay that's fair enough but if you refuse letting someone pay you don't then get to invoice them again if they said they didn't want to meet up again. Just because they don't want to bang you. That's not <laughs> how it works. It just makes it all feel a little bit transactional. It does. Like, you don't want to have sex? Okay, I'll have that money back now. That's not how it works, mate. So, I'm afraid there's not an awful lot more to this story. You can't mm. say much more than, basically, he, he got told no and therefore tried to steal some money off of her. Yeah, no, well, the fact that she offered... Clears yeah. her completely. Because, obviously, if It's you, not like if she's she... taking advantage of him. He refused. Because the way I see that is, if they don't offer then they're basically saying I expect you to pay for my time absolutely and that's not reasonable but if you're saying well if we're not sleeping together then you've got to pay your way yeah that's basically saying I look at you as a prostitute Pretty I'll much. only buy you things if you'll have sex with me that's not that's that's not the way dates work I'd just like to clarify we are not condoning prostitution in any way it was just brought up in a topic is this in case we get banned again in case we get banned again on TikTok <laughs> we are not promoting it at all <laughs> I'm going to do it every time we used to do something like that, just, uh. just in case. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's just not the way it works. If you if you, if you you strike out on a date, and by the sounds of it, it sounds like because you were a bit of a dick. Yeah, I am a bit of a dick. If you, I strike out it also, it also sounds to me like he had the invoice ready to go. Yes, it Which does. also strikes me as he didn't think the date was particularly successful either. Yeah. So neither of them really felt it, and now he just wants his money back. <laughs> 29 pounds. <laughs> that's just so... 29 pounds. <laughs> I mean, I used to send people invoices for that kind of money, but that was because I was self-employed and it was a different kind of job. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. We... <laughs> that just sounded like you made yourself something jiggle. I'd make more money than you would, mate. <laughs> you would. You've got that chiselled feature. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, Callum, would you like to get onto your riddle? No! What's going on? Uh, we've done my riddle. Yeah, what's going on? You're what's going on. Oh, okay. I'm professional. I know what I'm talking about. Are you ready? No. Are you ready? Yes. Tiny village in Australia under siege by kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm already sold. (laughs) Okay. It goes to say, a mob of around 80 aggressive kangaroos have been terrorising residents in Maroom, Australia. You struggling with your handwriting? Again? No, I was just trying to think how to say the. Maroon, mate. Maroon, mate. Uh, eight Australians. Eight Australians. <laughs> eight kangaroos in Maroon. Being terrorised by Australians, mate. It's people, not good. People have been arming themselves. Oh, by Australians, by kangaroos. <laughs> by kangaroos, <laughs> mate. Terrorised by kangaroos. That's what I mean. <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, this is falling apart very quickly. Anyway, you were saying. Okay. People have been arming themselves with big sticks, with many being too afraid to go outdoors. The population of this small town is only 220 residents. 
So that means there's three residents per kangaroo. Three. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> three to one ratio. That's, that's a lot of kangaroos. That is. Yeah, and apparently as many as 15 kangaroos at once have been seen lounging around on one's lawn. <laughs> I mean, they're basically mega rabbits, aren't they? What have they been doing? Uh, basically, um, they had a like a rain season, so the grass is proper. So, obviously so they... are they just eating grass, or are they actually going for people? Uh, no, they are attacking people <laughs> as well. Um, one old lady uh, was bitten and kicked. Someone, Sorry, it's not funny. Someone had their... Um, <laughs> I think spine broken. Jesus! Wow. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll give them that. That's fair enough. Yeah, there were there there was there was five critical like attacks. Wow. That's and then just the general. But the the problem they had was a large number resident, of kangaroos. Yeah, but yeah. some residents were feeding them. So when you feed them, they get oh. they they think they can come close to humans. Yes, and okay. so they'll come up close to another one who's not quite so friendly and start shooting them with. Can't remember what it was. It's some gel, foam stuff. I can't remember. I didn't. Well, the other gel. issue is any kind of wild animal, even if it's even if it associates you with food, is not necessarily going to be friendly. No. It's the same issue they have in America with people feeding bears. People feed the bears because oh, cute fuzzy bear. But then it just associates people with food, and that's how you end up with bears in your car or <laughs> in your house. <laughs> and sooner or later, someone's going to upset it and get nipped. True. Because they could be bitey beasties bears, big old teeth. It depends if they're grizzly or black bears, really. Obviously, black bears both... are more likely to run away. Yeah. The less afraid they are of humans, the more likely you are to get bitten. Have by you one. seen the videos of like black bears where a cat comes up to it and like just pause it and it runs away? You're a bloody bear. That's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, Ugh. I imagine it's like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> anyway, which, which Winnie the Pooh? Normal Winnie the Pooh or last not, episode's Winnie not, the Pooh? Not slasher Winnie the Pooh. No, no. do not mess with that Winnie the Pooh. Uh, one resident said, "We're best just to leave them alone." And don't, don't mistreat them, because you'll mistreat one, and then some poor bugger down the road is going to get belted by that angry kangaroo. <laughs> Pretty much that new story. To be fair, so. they can properly kick. They can, they? yeah. They're, they're, they're aggressive. They're pretty hench. Yeah. And kangaroos, they might knock you out. Might yeah, for what is basically a giant rabbit, I mean, they're pretty hench. Yeah. And they're very quick as well. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go ten rounds with one. I wouldn't want to go one round with one. <laughs> How much would you take to pay, do a round with a kangaroo? Oh, I'd do it for maybe a hundred quid. Hundred, only a hundred to, to go boxing round. That's yeah. ninety I, seconds. I just, I just minutes. was looking at it. Just look away. Just, just cower in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Not really going around with a kangaroo. That's just hiding in a corner in a ring with a maybe, kangaroo. Maybe cut off a finger for a feed. It. There you go, mate. Enjoy. Herbivores. Leave, leave me alone. They don't eat fingers. You don't go in a boxing ring with a flower pot, though, do you? <laughs> Here you go. You do the wrestling style thing where they all bring in like props and stuff. <laughs> Just bring in a herb gun. <laughs> there you go. Eat that. I've got. I've got some thyme, rosemary, basil. Mm. But that's that story. Nothing but time. Ooh. How about I just wear a kangaroo onesie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm totally getting one of them. No, don't. We're still going to set up this go karting and dress up as Mario Kart. Games. Yes, we are. Yes. yes. Anyway, we digress. My second story is short and sweet. There's not a lot to say about it, but it's just, it's, it's entertaining. Sounds it's not sexy. quite as entertaining as it, what, short and sweet? Yeah. Short and salty, more like. Yeah, true, um, yeah. It's not quite as funny as it sounds initially, bless it, but uh, firefighters spend three hours removing, yes, that was the pun in the title, cow from a tree <laughs> in Hampshire. First question, 
How did a cow get in the tree? This is the the least the less funny bit. I'm afraid the cat the cow wasn't all the way up a tree. Oh, it unfortunately. Was. Oh, it I know. I was oh. disappointed too. It got its head stuck in the fork. Oh, <laughs> I thought. I thought. How? I was like, it's like some sort of pun. Someone's got a crane and lifted it into a tree. You should think that would be funny. <laughs> I just had an image of a cow. People have gone. People have taken cow tipping one step further. <laughs> it's now cow treeing. <laughs> Tree cow. Tree cow. Yeah, no, this cow, no one's quite sure how, but you'd see it from time to time with animals. So you've got the fork of the tree, cow's head goes in, Yeah, cow's head will not get back out. So they're not entirely sure how long it was stuck in the tree for, but they were called about it about quarter to eight at night mm. and spent three hours cutting this this willow tree through to try and get the poor cow out again. Ooh. Yeah, that's quite a long time. It is. Rescue services joked that the entire affair was utterly ridiculous. <laughs> That's a bad pun, even by my standards. At least he's got the cow mooing. <laughs> moving. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. You're milking it now, mate. <sighs> Just take the teeth of it. Really? Oh. <laughs> no. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so they had to cut through the tree to release the cow. It took about three hours, and the site in question I found the new, new story on had two pictures of the cow and claimed that the cow looked rather disappointed with itself. <laughs> Being sorry for himself. Mm. So, herself. She was a cow. Herself. She was a cow. She wasn't a bull, she wasn't a bullock, she was a cow. Sorry, herself. Yes. <laughs> I'm afraid there's not much more to say about it. It's it's a cow in a tree. There's not a lot to add, but I think that'll pretty much do to move us on to your final story, Mr. Callum. I, I have, and I thought this one was quite funny. Okie dokes. A Swedish company has developed a burger that supposedly tastes like human flesh. Why? <laughs> How do they know? That, that, that was my first theory. Theory? Or question. Quandary? Quandary? Just question is fine. Quandary sounds better. Quandary's a dilemma more than a question. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Folks, Callum's trying to the, read. The slogan for this burger was, no humans were harmed in the making of this burger. That's good to know. Basically, their whole outlook was the the weird and interesting food seems to sell. I mean, that's true. But this is entirely made out of plants. Right. So it's a plant burger, and it has won a silver award for its ingenuity and creativity. Yeah, but, I mean, I know human is supposed to take rather like pork anyway. Mm-hmm. But why would you want to... Why encourage the cannibals? We're supposed to be stopping that kind of thing, not not making them do it more. Not supposed to be giving them like a sort of a, a diet starter version. Yeah, their their um, reasoning behind it was cannibalism light. If you've ever ever wondered what human flesh tastes of, but you're not a complete savage, give a blowjob. The, <laughs> the company Oomp has the answer. <laughs> I preferred my answer, but yeah, <laughs> true. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Why does it taste like human meat? Because uh, I think it's like the texture. I still I, don't get would why. You eat one. I would try it, yeah. You've got to. It's like, did you have the um, the plant burger from McDonald's? No. It's actually really nice. I'm sure it is. I just don't really like McDonald's or anything they stand for. Yeah. I don't like McDonald's either. To be fair, I haven't had one in months. Can we get done for defamation for that? No, it's my opinion. We're fine. Yes. And we've got a balance for you because you eat, ate one. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, I'm not a big fan of fast food in general. No, true. And I have eaten weird things. I mean, I've had I've had whale Ooh, in Norway. I've had whale. I've had whale in Sweden. I've had lung in Norway. 
You lot eat some really weird things, by the way. <laughs> you uh, lot. Someone, someone tried to get me to try surstroming. What? Surstroming. I'm probably saying it slightly wrong, um, and with a very English accent. So yeah, surstroming, which is Finnish... No, Icelandic. And basically what you do is you get a shark, and you bury it in the sand. Yeah. And you leave it for about six weeks... Uh, and then you dig it up and eat it. You don't cook it? No, 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 no. It's fermented. It smells revolting. I can only imagine it tastes revolting. And it's just a terrible thing to exist. So it's roaming. Greenland shark. Fermented. Look it up. Don't eat it. That is just wrong. Yeah. Oh. Nah. Yeah, it's not okay. Anyway. Anyway. We'd best get on to our riddle answers, Mr. Callum. Which is very exciting. Well then we'll do. So, would you remind us of your riddle? I will. Light as a feather, but no man can hold it long. What am I? So, Ceci said breath. She did say his breath, yes. I must say I agree with her. Yeah. I think it's breath. Would you like me to remind you of, your, of my riddle, Mr Callum? Because we'll be giving the answer on next week's episode. We will, yes. Please do. <laughs> it's in the church, but not in the steeple. It's in the pastor, but not in the people. It's in the oyster, but not in the shell. It's in the clapper, but not in the bell. We haven't frozen, Callum's just thinking. One more time. They just sound like three different riddles. It's in the church, but not in the steeple. Okay. It's in the pastor, but not in the people. It's in the oyster, but not in the shell. It's in the clapper, but not in the bell. Okay, it's in the church, but not in the steeple. It's in the pastor, but not in the people. Pastor. Pastor. Yes, as in the priest. P-A-S-T-O-R. Not P-A-S-T-A. Okay, it's in a church. Church, but not in the steeple. Pastor, but not in the people. Oyster, but not in the shell. Clapper, but not in the bell. I'm going to go with the letter R. Do you think he's right? Do you think he's wrong? Let us know, and I will be giving the answer next week. (laughs) So before we finish up, I'd also like to ask anyone watching or anyone listening on the release of this episode to make sure you rate on your podcast provider and share it tell your friends tell your family tell your enemies if you could be bothered to talk to them and we best go on that note to get you more involved into how to contact us so if you're watching us live on facebook you'll know that you can catch us on a facebook group which is espresso babe there is a space between those two words and please don't forget that espresso is spelt e-x-p-r-e-s-s-o we are also on TikTok, which is Expresso Babe, the podcast. You can also catch us through YouTube. Once I've got all the videos uploaded, we will have all of our videos as well as some extra bits, which again is Expresso Babe. Search it on YouTube and it will come up. We are also on Instagram, which is Expresso underscore Babe underscore. And if you are an emaily kind of person and would like to send in an answer or a news story you think we'd like to involve in any of our episodes please do send it in to espresso.babe at yahoo.com. And finally, we do also have Twitter, which is espresso underscore babe. I mean, we kind of do. Yeah, true. All that remains is for me to say, Mr. Cowan, that it is always a pleasure. And it's never a chore. And we will see you folks next week. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.